Yeah, when when you think of advertising for small businesses, we hope that one day you'll think of Otis first and foremost. We allow them to deploy campaigns across Facebook, Instagram, Google, TikTok in minutes. Then we use their data to accurately target and measure their ROI. One of the philosophies that we share is um, delivering solutions, right? Um, we're not going to give you another job. We're going to take some jobs away for you. Welcome to Unlocking the AI Advantage podcast. We are here to fast track your success by leveraging the power of AI in business. Each episode brings you closer to the cutting edge of technology and entrepreneurship. Let's dive into the world of AI and make extraordinary strides in your journey. Are you ready? Let's go. This podcast episode is brought to you by UAI.AI's Mind Studio. Mind Studio is a no-code AI app builder. With Mind Studio, you can use templates to get started quickly, embed anywhere a link can go, websites, mobile apps, and more, upload your own data sources, easily add automations, and you can even turn on monthly subscriptions to monetize instantly. Sign up today to start building AI apps, again, with no code, today at uai.ai slash mindstudio. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Unlocking the AI Advantage podcast. And this is your host, Ramesh Dalta. Now, I'm a layman. I have no idea, right? I only know of Otis, the elevator company. Right now, you guys are coming and saying, so we are Meet Otis. We are Otis AI company, right? So we are, so tell uh, tell me, uh, what, what do you guys do, Miguel? Yeah, when, when you think of advertising for small businesses, we hope that one day you'll think of Otis first and foremost. So what Clarence said was really important because he saw at first data that, you know, all of these enterprise and mid-market companies were using the, uh, the payments and customer data in this way to help them grow their marketing. So targeting, attribution. So we decided, why can't we take those powerful enterprise-level strategies and make them simple and accessible for advertisers that are smaller, so small businesses? Because we know that they have a lot of pain points. When they when they look to grow their business, not only, not only is there an influx of new businesses that are coming to market just because of you know, SMB enablement and how how easy it is with AI and automation to 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 start and, and scale your business. And Otis is a big part of that. But right now when businesses come to well when they when they think about running campaigns, they go to performance marketing agencies. And what we found as a pain point for these businesses is that many of these agencies they need help. So they struggle to service a lot of these businesses at scale and as a result for these long tail businesses they're they they have to pay very high minimums and fees and commissions to the agency um, and, and oftentimes they struggle to measure the results and, and attribute their marketing investment back into revenue which in, in this current economic climate is super important for small businesses to be able to do so um, we decided to create Otis in a way that that solves that problem like a solution because we saw that in the marketing landscape, all of the solutions that are focused on the upmarket 
the mid-market or enterprise businesses that have large marketing teams, they're more like point solutions or command centers that are very complicated, difficult to use, and requires a lot of uh, work to, 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 but these small businesses, they, they need something that's going to be a solution that's, that's plug and play that they can, they can set and forget and focus on all the other aspects of their business. So that's really what Otis does. We allow them to deploy campaigns across Facebook, Instagram, Google, TikTok to connect to television in minutes. Then we use their data to accurately target and measure their ROI and drive campaign performance. Then we do creative and performance optimization. So we help them create meaningful, compelling ad content and deploy it and adapt it across all of the channels that they want to advertise on. Once it's live, we do all of the performance optimization. So we're constantly improving their ROI by doing dynamic budget and bid adjustments across channels and audience segments and creatives to improve that ROI over time. So for our customers, it they save time. We, we drive efficacy for their campaigns because in the first six months of them coming to Otis, their ROI on average increases by about two to three times. And, and we're able to allow them to focus uh, on all of the other aspects of the business, whether it's their full funnel marketing strategy or their business operations and, and growth. So, yeah, so you hit all the right buttons, right? So I am curious about the journey, the origin of Otis, right? How did it happen? Okay. Yeah, sure. So uh, first of all, it, it's definitely super important to have the right uh, co-founder, the right management team, and, you know, the right team and culture as a whole, right? That That's the DNA of your business. Um, Miguel and I met uh, while... He was uh, working on that mobile payment solution, and I was uh, doing my stint post-exit as VP of product at First Data. Um, we actually had a, a mutual friend. Um, his name is Jonathan, and he was um, an executive at another startup, New York startup that went public called Yext, that was also in the SMB space. Um, so. I commercialized several products during my time at First Data. Yext was a product that I, I had always been a fan of, and I was actually their first partner when I was running EasyWay. Um, so uh, long story short, we worked together to build uh, a solution in part of Clover. And uh, so I was spending a lot of time over at their office and you know working with them and, and, John, and became friends with Jonathan. And Jonathan uh, said, hey, you know, there's this, um, brilliant uh, NYU student that has this uh, product and can you maybe give him some advice and that's when Miguel and I met and uh, we kept in touch um, you know I was pretty impressed with him I think he was pretty impressed with me and we started talking about you know um, we were both very passionate about uh, ways to enable small business growth uh, through solutions, right? And one of the philosophies that we share is that uh, since a small business owner has so many hats to wear, uh, giving them tools, which so many uh, products aim to do, right? You know, this is a tool for this, this is a tool for that. You know, if you open up your shed or your garage and you see all those tools, all those tools have work you have to do attached to them, right? Um, your lawnmower 
as a tool, but you still have to go out and spend your morning mowing the lawn, right? Whereas a landscaper would be a solution. You pay your money and your lawn looks beautiful and you can concentrate on other things, right? So um, one of the philosophies that we share is um, delivering solutions, right? Um, we're not going to give you another job. We're going to take some jobs away for you so that you can focus on, you know, um, what you're really in business for, right? Like if you're a dentist, you didn't become a dentist to spend your evening going through Google ads, trying to figure that out. Right. No, no, definitely not. I mean, that's how you not big a minute. Yeah, correct. Um, I also wanted to point out, speaking of that though, because there are people, you know, who want to, uh, spend their their time uh in marketing right you know that's a huge profession and you know i think that a lot of people have this idea that that technology in this case ai is going to displace those professionals um that's never happened in any technology evolution right uh i remember when i was an it consultant back in the early 2000s uh when everything started going digital uh, so the paper industry was going to go out of business, right? People weren't going to need paper anymore. Paperless offices actually use twice as much paper as they did before, right? You know, the, the, if you look at the aerospace industry, you know, it's not like we don't need aerospace engineers. There's more now than ever, right? Um, you know, autopilots did not replace pilots. There's actually a pilot shortage, right? Because what those technologies did was make flying... Uh, safer, more efficient, and uh, and more accessible, and it expanded the market, right? And now aerospace engineers have computer algorithms that can tell them what model is going to work so they can focus on, you know, doing the things that humans are great at, right? Um, so, so agencies are great. We partner with a lot of agencies, um, and they're able to serve more customers and spend the time uh, that they would have spent looking at spreadsheets or researching keywords and do what they really got into that business for, which is the creative stuff, right? The messaging, the content. Uh, right now, it's almost like a, uh, every business feels that they are compelled to use the word AI. Whether they use the word AI in their ML, in their business or not, they feel compelled that they have to use the word in AI and the word AI in their conversation and discussion, okay? So what I'm getting to here is that, Miguel, I want to ask you the question. You know, are you an AI-assisted company? Are AI-enabled company? Are uh, a foundational AI-driven company? How does AI play into uh, the fabric of Otis? That's a great question. And I, I think, you know, ultimately, every company is going to you know, eventually become an AI company and have applications of AI. We, we, we think of Otis as a company that's data first because we collect so much data that can be used to uplift the results of all of our customers. And we leverage AI, AI models to drive that performance. Um, so, so I would say in terms of our applications of, of AI, um, a lot of people also think that, um, AI has the biggest, big use cases in enterprise and mid-market applications. And, and that's certainly true because they have a ton of data as well. Um, but to your point, increasingly businesses know that they need to apply AI and automation in, in 
their marketing and business operations, and they know that they need to collect their own data to be successful in today's digital landscape. Um, so Otis really helps with that. But uh, the huge opportunity with AI automation is not just driving efficacy for those upmarket businesses, but making a lot of those enterprise strategies uh, scalable for the long tail businesses. So actually being able to do things that you, they, they weren't even able to do before because they didn't have that the, the accessibility to the sophisticated marketing teams or sophisticated marketing strategies. So that's kind of how we applied and, and build AI with Otis in order to take those strategies and make them accessible, scalable, simple for small businesses. And we do that by uh, with a data-first approach. So when a customer comes into Otis, they're able to finally leverage their data. Most A lot of the time, they weren't doing anything with that data before. And now they can use it to drive growth by driving targeting, attribution. And then we use all of those insights to help them create meaningful ad creatives and messaging that's going to work well for the business and predict how well we, we predict how well those pieces of content are going to perform. Um, and then and then we're able to drive performance by doing those budget and bid adjustments over time uh, to increase their performance further. So uh, so as we continue to serve more customers, we also generate insights into what's working well for different industry verticals, segments of our customers. And over time, we're, we're continuing to learn, and that's going to improve the results for, for all of our customers um, as more people run successful campaigns with Otis. So Clarence, a question to you. How is Otis, right, unlocking the AI advantages for yourself as a business and for the customers? If you give me, give me a couple of examples of how you are able to unlock the AI advantages. Yeah, sure. So uh, first of all, we are also a customer of ourselves. Um, so Otis also benefits Otis. Uh, 90% of our new business comes in through marketing that we do through Otis uh, to fill our top of funnel, uh, which our sales team really loves because they don't do any outbound. It's all inbound and we can turn it like a knob, right? Um, so that's one way that we're using AI specifically our own to benefit uh, Otis. Um, but I think that, you know, so one way is, first of all, Einstein, I believe it was, um, said that compound interest is the most powerful force in the universe, right? So you know, if the interest is compounded annually, um, your account is not going to grow as fast as it's compounded monthly or daily. Imagine if it was compounding every millisecond, right? Your $100 would turn into $100 million pretty quickly. <laughs> um, and the same applies to optimization, right? So uh, if you're, you could be the best performance marketer in the world, right? But the, the process is test something, analyze the results, adjust accordingly, and then repeat, right? That's compounding. So if you're, you know, if you work eight hours a day um, and then you, you know, sleep or do whatever else for the other 16, um, no compounding is happening during that 16 and you're not doing it every millisecond during those eight either, by the way, right? Whereas the AI advantage is that those measurements and optimizations are happening in real time all the time, right? No human can possibly keep up with that, 
right? And that's why our customers see over time um, incremental increases in their results. Uh, we, we see about 15% increases every month, right? Um, here at Otis, we haven't changed much in terms of our actual advertising budget in a little while, uh, but every week we get more and better quality uh, deals coming into our pipeline. That's great. Actually, I, I really like the, the way that you explain the optimization and then so the compounding of the milliseconds and the thing that uh, uh, drives the point home. And I'm sure you guys had a lot of sub fights. Uh, so all the stuff and you had different opinions and all the stuff, but I don't want all the guts uh, here. But uh, Miguel, just uh, talk to us about uh, the some of the trials and tribulations that Otis had to go through. Yeah, and I, I, I think you know, there's obviously a lot of trials and tribulations in any business. So, so you know that this uh, this is a very broad topic. But one of the things that I think is a great segue from what Clarence was talking about in terms of build, uh, the building, iterating, and testing that's inherent to marketing. Uh, that's kind of similar to like the lean startup methodology, right? And I think one of our biggest challenges, uh, especially as we when we were starting the company, is how can we get to that strong product market fit and identify the right customers that were our ideal customer profiles uh, to, to start onboarding and, and generate results and how can we iterate our product to really meet their needs and their acute pain points in a way that's novel and effective. Um, and so that, that process, and I think p many entrepreneurs underestimate how, how long that process will take. Um, but it, it, it took us a while really to, to, to get, uh, to, to even, uh, make like accelerate our progress there with, with our product and with our product market fit and also our product channel fit. Cause that's something that we really look at in, in our advertisers too, the, the channel and the funnel of acquiring customers is also inherent to the product. Uh, a lot of great companies are built and scaled because not only the product is great, but also their funnel is very repeatable and scalable. Uh, so I would say another area where I, I feel that uh, has been something that uh, has been a challenge and, and we've, we've started to overcome in a, in a great way is is um, how, how we can scale uh, not only our funnel, but also um, our operations and processes uh, because Otis as a whole, as, as a product, is a robust product that's, that's very uh, uh, scalable for our customers and, and is able to drive great results for all of our customers. Um, but, but when you're scaling a business, there's always things that, that you didn't know that would be difficult to scale, uh, that you have to find novel solutions um, and, and ways to improve the customer experience and, and ensure that all of your customers have a great outcome with your product. So I think automation and AI, again, has a significant role in terms of solving that gap because there, in addition to the product, there's so many other ways that, that a B2B SaaS company, for example, can make their operations more efficient and, and sales process more scalable by applying um, new automation and AI use cases like um, chatbots for customer support or data integrations, uh, process automations, all of those things uh, are really inherent to the product. So 
uh, that's that's also been one of the the opportunities and challenges that that we've been working on over the past uh, year and several months with Otis is is really making that very scalable, very effective, and 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 upholding and improving the results that we're able to drive for our customers. Uh, yeah, to add on to what Miguel said, I also would just my advice to anybody listening: if you're an entrepreneur or, or thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, um, at the end of the day we're solving problems, right? That's what we do. We're, sol- we're problem solvers, right? Um, there would be no Otis if there wasn't the problem that ads are difficult, <laughs> right? Um, so I, I don't look at challenges or problems as a negative. Um, like, please find a problem. If, because if we can fix that problem, if we can solve that problem and maybe even solve it in a better way than our competitors, we now have another advantage, right? Um, we... We had uh, some things that we never could have expected come up. We started the company right right before COVID, um, like maybe a month or two before COVID hit. Yeah. Um, so we was now it had no... Was it a good no... thing or a bad thing, Clarence? What's that? Was it a good thing or a bad thing? It depends what you want to make it, right? So it could be a bad thing, or you can look at it as an opportunity to make it a good thing. So the first thing that happened is we lost our office, right? Um so we had to build a new company and company culture and team um, fully remotely, right? But we approached that as an opportunity. Um, we we found the infrastructure that we needed to be able to manage remote teams and you know all of that stuff. Um, and but then the opportunity we saw was well, we don't have to only recruit from New York City anymore. And now we have teammates all over the world right um so that that was one way that we turned a challenge into an opportunity yeah and as a product i think it really accelerated the transformation of businesses right because every business knows that they need to have an online presence to be successful in today's digital environment so i think for us it really like accelerated customer education and their their need to use a product like Otis to grow. And on the other side of the coin, there's also gifts from the universe, right? So, you know, you're not only just handed challenges, sometimes you're handed a gift. Um, the emergence of ChatGPT uh, wildly popularized uh, interest in AI, right? Whereas uh, prior to that, this time last year, we were still having to educate and explain to our clients why they should trust AI or, or, or what does AI do and and why do you need it to where uh, this year it's been more like customers are reaching out to us. Hey, I know I am missing out if I'm not using AI right? um, and I found you guys. Because you mentioned chat GPT, I have to ask, right? So generative AI is a broader topic. Uh, that is actually disrupting many industries, uh, you know, businesses, uh, companies, actually, startups, they've started with some intent. Now, suddenly, ChatGPT comes and rips the startup's assumptions, right? So, kind of thing. Um, so, is generative AI is good for Otis? Or are you having to rethink your business model, some parts of your business, because of the the immense popularity of generative AI. No, it's it's terrific. Um, and we use components of it within Otis. So uh, 
in Otis, you can, uh, you know, one, one of the stumbling blocks that a lot of our clients uh, would would struggle with is what do I want to say, right? Like, okay, you can automate all this, but I still have to think of a, a engaging headline. I still have to write, you know, a compelling description. Um, so w- with a mix of what is available uh, out there and, you know, what we have that's proprietary, uh, we're able to read uh, your website and uh and then, and also based on all the data we have from historical campaigns and audiences and things like that, then write uh, different variations of headlines and descriptions that you can choose from. Or even if you want to write your own freehand, it can rephrase that and also give you uh, a predictive, what we call a predictive engagement score. So before you even spend your money running that campaign and starting your test, you can start out with an idea of how well this content is going to perform. Yeah, and I think some of the recent updates with OpenAI have really democratized the ability for people to create agents and and all these things. And and so I think we're only starting to we're only up, like basically touch the surface of what the capabilities are in terms of how we can reduce friction for customers by helping them create campaigns, but also you know all of the other things that come with that. So there's so much more that has that is going to come to fruition and and with with Otis we're we're we're, we're part of that and and I think a lot of the advances that have occurred have been really helpful for not only educating our customers about the potential of those technologies but also allowing us to um, enable our customers with improvements to our product hey excellent uh, actually it's the last question guys so what's the current state of Otis um, from two angles. One angle from a funding perspective. Uh, so what are you guys doing, right? So we have not dealt too much into funding, um, but uh, if there's anything that, you know, are you guys raising funds? Or are you at a certain stage of funding? That's one aspect of it. And then the second aspect of it, the stage of uh, what do you guys believe where you are at from a product, uh, the scaling, and then customer acquisition side of uh, the things. So I, I don't know who is going to answer the question, but I'm going to leave it up to you and both of you might chime in. Yeah, I can I can start with the that first part and then pass it to Clarence. Um, it's been really an inflection point for Otis because you know we were recently endorsed by the Small Business Administration as a recommended uh, solution for businesses, and we were also funded by Google. Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, so, so we've been growing huge, rapidly, huge win, huge win. and we're using that endorsement to partner and continue uh, nurturing our relationship with other key organizations that that we work with, whether it's in the social impact space or strategic channel partnerships that are really going to help us accelerate our business. Um, and it's and since it's an inflection point, you know, we've been growing the business rapidly, uh, increasing our our customer base, our revenue. Um, and, and we've been fortunate to partner with a number of amazing investors across VCs, angels. We've raised about uh, $4.8 million, uh, to date. And, and right now, we're, we're also bringing in an, an additional round of funding that's really going to allow us to accelerate uh, further. Um, and and our, our ambition for the future is really to continue to develop our product, make it more 
uh, robust. And as, as we said, we're, we're only scratching the surface as to what are the capabilities of AI and automation use cases and how we can use uniquely use our, our data to uh, provide even more value for customers and also scaling our, our go-to-market strategy because we, we've had a lot of success um, and, and Clarence can speak more to that about how our, our go-to-market strategy is very repeatable, very scalable. We, we have also uh, traction with the partnerships as well. Um, so we're really excited about how we can continue scaling that because right now it's such an important time uh, businesses really need a solution like Otis. They, they, and they know that they need to collect and use their data to grow their business. So it's just that critical moment in time that we really want to capitalize on. And, and our goal is, as, as I mentioned earlier, is when you think about uh, paid advertising um, for, for your business, um, we hope that you'll think about Otis. So that, that's really uh, where, where we're headed in terms of our growth. Yeah, exactly. Um, and in terms of you know where where the business is, um, as Miguel alluded to earlier, uh, it did take us some time <clears throat> to get the right mix of product messaging, identifying that ideal customer, and figuring out what channels, what mediums, and and what what language was going to uh, best convey our value and, and attract them in. Right. So once we got that right, then it became okay. Now, how do we scale this, right? So, you know, we also spent time and and uh, and worked on you know our our internal processes, our our sales motions, right? Um, our our training materials, you know, onboarding, um, leadership, everything that um, all the components you need to scale that that sales team, right? Um, and then you know uh, on the on the marketing and acquisition side, you know, getting that to where we have um, extremely healthy uh, costs of acquisition right now, um, where we operate on a four-month payback period, which uh, in our space, that's about like a third of what you would normally expect, right? In terms of, you know, if you, uh, I say purchased a customer, right? Because it's what you're kind of doing. If you purchased a customer today, in four months, you have your money back, and then the rest is profit, right? Um, so we got to the point where we're very comfortable with that, and and the whole picture is scalable. That's really important before you go out to the market and raise another several million dollars and scale something. Um, you want to look at at the fault lines, right? Like where can it break? Um, can I scale every single component together, or is there going to be a weak link? So in terms of the business, we've got that repeatable go-to-market motion. We've got uh, a robust product that can handle much more workload than what we do now. Um, and we have that that team foundation um, where, where we know that we can scale this model, right? And that's when we said, okay, now we're ready. Hmm. Excellent, guys. So that is uh, fantastic. So I, I'm, I'm glad I, uh, I became familiar with Otis. Um, and I think this is uh, a space that uh, seems ideal for disruption um, because number one is that um, the people's understanding about the ad spend and how to do itself, there's a barrier, uh, but the agencies are you know, fulfilling it uh, through custom solutions. But now you guys said, hey, you know, I will use a technology like AI to democratize and to make it easy 
I, and then actually prove uh, the ROI for your ad spent in a much quicker, as you said, in four months kind of thing, which is reducing by one third. I mean, that phenomenal kind of thing. Um, so I would like to come back at a later point of time and then three months and see the assumptions that you guys have laid out, how you guys are going to grow. Are they still valid? Uh, are you having to adjust your assumptions? Uh, have, has the market changed enough for you to adjust uh, you know, the assumptions? So I would like to do that. So I want to document your journey. So Miguel and Clarence, I thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for having thank us. Thank you. This was a great conversation. And that's a wrap on another insightful episode. But remember, the power lies in applying what you've learned. If you found value in our conversation today, please share it with others who could benefit, subscribe for more, and consider leaving us a review. Visit theaientrepreneurs.com for more resources, including golden gems of articles, chat GPT prompts, AI tools, tutorials, gifts, and much more. Let's keep pushing the boundaries of what's possible. Until next time.